Um, today's scripture is from Matthew 25, verse 31 through 46. When the Son of Man comes into his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate people from one another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats, and he will be put the sheep at his right hand and the goats at the left. Then the king will say to those at his right hand, Come you that are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry, and gave you food, or thirsty, and gave you something to drink? And when was it that we saw you a stranger, and welcomed you? or naked and gave you clothing? And when was it that we saw you sick or in prison and visited you? And the king will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these, who are members of my family, you did it to me. Then he will say to those at his left hand, You that are accursed, depart from me into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. Naked, and you did not give me clothing. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they will also, then they also will answer, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry or thirsty, or a stranger, or naked, or sick and in prison, and did not take care of you? Then he will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did not do it, it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous will inherit the life. This is the word of God to the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Rachel, for reading our scripture this morning. I am grateful for you. My name's Emily, and I'm one of the pastors here, and so welcome to each of you, and welcome to those who are joining us online. Our sermon time will be a little different today. You'll be hearing from a number of different people in the congregation, as you've heard from some of our students already. You'll hear from some of our other brothers and sisters in Christ as we talk about what a difference it makes to be able to serve in mission as the hands and feet of Christ. This is part of our sermon series called All In, and we're going to show you a graphic here. This series is a way to lift up what uh, church leaders here have been discerning over the last year about what matters most as a congregation. Where will we put our emphasis, our resources, our focus, our priorities? And we will do that based on what Jesus has said is most important. Loving God and loving others in the same way that we love ourselves. And that manifests itself in these critical ways through worship, through discipleship, through missional service, through community presence, and through giving and serving. And it is a privilege to live out our faith in these vital ways. Today we're focusing on missional service. And since our congregation has mission as such a priority and so many people are involved in it, we thought it would be great for you not to hear from just the pastors today, but to hear from a number of folks in the congregation who live out mission on a regular basis. Would you pray with me? May the words of our mouths and meditations of all of our hearts 
be acceptable and pleasing in your sight, O Lord, for you are our Savior, our Redeemer, our Rock, our Refuge. And it is in your name that we pray. And all God's people said, Amen. Our scripture today comes from the Gospel of Matthew. If you've got your Bibles with you or a Bible app, I invite you to turn to Matthew chapter 25, verses 31 to 46. Jesus is telling us a story in this passage. It is a story about a judgment day. All the nations are gathered, and the language there means the whole inhabited earth. In other words, everybody. Everybody is gathered, and the Son of Man sits on a throne and separates people, putting some on his right and some on his left. The people on the right side were congratulated and rewarded. The people on the left were decidedly not. Jesus had a litmus test, a single criterion for separating the ones who were gathered. What was that litmus test? He did not ask whether they were Jews or Christians or Gentiles or anything else. He did not ask what they knew. He did not ask what they believed. He did not ask about their doctrine. Interesting, right? The single criterion for separating persons to the right and to the left was whether they had compassion for another human being and acted on it. And if we've been studying the Gospels, if we've been studying Jesus, following Jesus, this will come as no surprise to us. For Jesus tells us in Matthew and Mark and Luke that the most important commandment of all is to love God and to love our neighbors in the same way that we love ourselves. And so we act on that together. In this one story, it is the one thing we need to get right. Not for reward, not for reciprocation. But we are called to love others and act compassionately because this is what Jesus said. This is what Jesus modeled and we follow Jesus. And so it's that simple. This is what Jesus told us matters most. And so we follow it. The righteous, Jesus says, are those who respond in compassionate action to another in need. And the unrighteous are those who do not. Someone has said that the world hears the gospel when it sees it. So let us make the gospel visible as a church. Let us make the gospel visible and heard here in Stafford, in Fredericksburg, and around the world, no less. This is what we are called to do because a compassionate response matters to Jesus. It matters to us. And this is what we are called to live. And so as we have already heard from some of our students who do missions during the summer, we will hear from some of our other brothers and sisters in our church community. They've been in this last year on mission trips to Costa Rica, Guatemala, Sierra Leone. They've also been in mission and ministry here in Stafford and Fredericksburg. And rather than hearing from us today, we thought it might mean even more for you to hear from them. So I want to invite Chrissy Richardson to come up next and share some of her experiences of Guatemala and being the hands and feet of Christ, living in compassionate response to others who are in need. Thank you. Thanks, Chrissy. Good morning. My name is Chrissy Richardson, and I'm 
so thankful for the time that I got to serve on the I Am Art mission trip to Guatemala with Authenticos. Authenticos works with young girls who have been abused and pulls them out of harmful situations, which allows them to turn their unfortunate abuse from which they came into art and restoration by facilitating these transformative experiences through the creative I Am Art workshops. They invest in under-resourced communities through the gift of art. This was my second trip uh, with Authenticos during the I Am Art camps, and I led a workshop where I was teaching the girls how to crochet with the hopes of making a tapestry. Now, crocheting is something that I picked up in the last couple years, and I was excited to get to teach the girls um, a new skill. Uh, while I was there, however, my enthusiasm to teach them did not match their skill level. <laughs> so it proved very difficult for the girls to learn. Um, in Authenticos' curriculum, they introduced conflict one day, about midway through the week, uh, so that they can understand God's grace. And it also helps the girls learn to face hardship and see that something good can come from overcoming pain. Uh, a lot of these girls struggled in my workshop. We didn't have conflict day. We had a conflict week due to the difficulty of the skill. And I thought these girls were going to want to switch out of my group and go to someone else's group where they would have a lot more fun. But by the middle of the week, most of the girls were starting to be able to crochet independently. And we actually were able to create a beautiful tapestry, which was such a relief. And can we show a picture of it? So there's their little tapestry. Um, and they were so proud of themselves. And what surprised me is that even though the skill was difficult, their perseverance to succeed was stronger. And they wanted to keep practicing to crochet. Um, and these girls thanked me for teaching them. And they were delighted that they were able to learn something complicated and that they stuck with it. My biggest takeaway was the immense pride of how God was able to teach the girls that even during their times of struggle, God will never leave them, and their path may not be easy or without pain, but God will never, God will use them in spite of their scars, and that they were reminded that they were created in the image of God. And now, you don't have to be artistic or a master painter to go on this trip. You just need a heart that wants to be able to serve God and love others. And the creator himself will use you in incredible ways. And so I just thank you for your gifts here because these girls and many others like them were able to experience God's love, his grace, and his healing. And so I look forward to going on another trip, and I hope you will join me too. So thank you so much. Good morning. I'm Michelle Paquette, and this is my husband, Alan. And in 2016, I had the opportunity to go with a wonderful team from Ebenezer to Costa Rica to serve with Rice and Beans Ministries. While I was there, our team was able to meet the needs both of people physically and spiritually. But what happened to me there, I did not expect. I I became so fulfilled, and I had this deep longing for Alan and our girls to get to experience this mission trip experience with Costa Rica, um, with rice and beans specifically. And then last spring, Alan and I had a special prayer time of just 
laying ourselves before God and saying, we want to be more obedient to you, God, as a family um, and, and anything that comes our way. And the very next day, we got a call for an opportunity for us to go and serve with Rice and Beans Ministries. I kid you not. And so we were like, okay, I guess this is what we got to do. And everything lined up perfectly. And this past summer, we got to take our girls who are 10 and 12 on a week-long mission trip to Costa Rica. And every afternoon of the trip when we were there, we go into neighborhoods with bags of rice and beans and pasta and other staple goods to give to those in need. And you go door to door through some of the poorest neighborhoods of San Juan. And as you go, you offer them a bag of food, and then you also offer to pray with them. And you have a translator with you, so you're praying through a translator. And it just brought me so much joy to see my girls step out of their comfort zone, and they prayed with the people. And be able to do that was just incredible. And when we came home and we asked them, what is the thing that stands out to you the most? One of the things that stands out to them the most from our our trip and our time there was how happy and content and joyful and loving people were when they had so little. One of the most impactful things for us as well was being able to serve as a family. Uh, So Michelle and I have had many opportunities to serve as individuals and as a couple, uh, but to be able to take our daughters with us and have a trip as a family was such a meaningful thing for us. And as the week went on, we were able to not just experience Costa Rica and the mission experience for ourselves, but through the eyes of our kids. And uh, that transformed us and gave us a new perspective on what mission looks like. And to be able to grow as a family and to have this experience to change us was just so remarkable. Uh, our girls were willing to get uncomfortable and to serve other people for the sake of the gospel and Jesus and not just for themselves and what they wanted to do. Uh, and it has been such an encouragement to our family. And we see that as a marker in the history of our family uh, and how we will go forward from here. Uh, and one of the rare things that we have is the ability to slow down. We live such fast-paced lives, but to slow down and take a moment to just ease back a little bit on the pace of things as our family and with the other believers we were there with and the people we served in Costa Rica, it brought a sense of renewal and peace uh, that we didn't even realize that we needed in our lives because we were so hurried and rushed through everything. Yeah. While we were there, we served doing a local Bible camp with students, little children that were there. And you maybe remember, um, just in the fall, we collected, uh, many people gave, you can see the little bags, you can show the video, but the Go Live Love bags for Costa Rica, where they were filled with school supplies and toys and different things. So during the week that we were there, on the last day, we were able to distribute some of those bags. And the joy from those kids, when they received such simple things was such a reminder to us that we can make a huge difference in the simplest of ways. So whether you're a family, a couple, a single person, a youth, or a child, you can serve, and there are things you can do to serve God, both internationally and here locally in Stafford, which you'll hear about from Lisa in a little bit. Uh, And while we were in Costa Rica, Fred, the director of Rice and Beans, said one of the greatest things that I've ever heard, and it was this. There's no need to feel guilty about what you have. When you get home, make sure you tell the story of what happened here and do something where you are. Our family has taken that as an invitation to live on mission each and every day. So whether you're going to school, going into an office, staying at home, or out and about in the community, there is an invitation to be on mission wherever we are. And God has called us to go and live out the same love that Jesus has showed us. And we encourage you to go live love as well. Thank you. Good morning. My name is Chris Moore. And last fall, I went on the mission trip to Bo, Sierra Leone. 
Ebenezer supports families and children in Bow through an organization called Helping Children Worldwide. This was my first overseas mission. Like any mission, I wanted to know what the mission was going to be. Building a school, cleaning up a home, teaching a Sunday school class. And that was the focus of the training sessions we attended before we left. We read a book called Serving with Eyes Wide Open. And the author asks the question, why are we doing short-term missions? And how effective are short-term missions? We were getting ready to spend thousands of dollars to travel across the Atlantic Ocean. To build a school? Clean homes? Paint? Couldn't those dollars have been better spent hiring local workers to accomplish those kinds of tasks? We had a hard time answering that question. Finally, Mark Lurch and I were tasked with inspecting and evaluating the electrical systems at Mercy Hospital. I don't have time enough this morning to tell you what we found, but I would like to concentrate on the overall mission. Because once we were in Bow and began to discuss our experiences, I believe the purpose of sending missionaries to Sierra Leone is twofold. First, put a face on the source of support that they are receiving. Hundreds of organizations send money and support to Sierra Leone. There are large metal signs everywhere documenting their work. Large, rusting, deteriorating signs. They have come and left. But helping children worldwide has been on the ground for 20 years and is continuing to accomplish good things. Our second purpose was to bring back our experiences and ideas. We are meeting with Helping Children Worldwide to relay what we saw and provide recommendations to include in their future support. And we are meeting with Ebenezer. We are here today to provide some insight into what is going on over there. We are doing good work, and there's more work to be done. Thank you for supporting Sierra Leone and making a difference in the world. Good morning. I'm Marianne Busher, and I went to Bo Sierra Leone. The Child Reintegration Center, or CRC, largely runs a family empowerment program. Families are invited into the program by referral. What surprised me was how much this program means to the villages. The caseworkers take workshops to the villages to provide information to families in the program, such as family environment, drugs and alcohol. They often have families who are not in the program come to the workshops. Sometimes the entire village attends. Recently at the CRC, they offered honoring God with your body. They invited 24 girls ages 12 to 18, but they had over 50 girls show up for the workshop. The girls bring their friends, and the CRC teaches them all just because they showed up. The Family Empowerment Program provides enrolled families with school uniforms, clothes, food, and counseling as needed. But more so, they provide workshops and training to entire villages, thereby strengthening the support for all children. Our time in Sierra Leone did change me in a lot of ways. I recognized that 
While I want to help children and families in Sierra Leone, I don't have to go to Sierra Leone to advocate for children and families. I can do that here at home. Currently, I'm in the process of becoming a court-appointed special advocate that will allow me to advocate for children in the Rappahannock District. In addition, my husband Chris and I agreed to sponsor a family in Bow. Helping children worldwide continues to focus on family and community in Sierra Leone, and they link resources with the real needs of children. They still have much work to do, and I am thankful we can support that work with resources and future mission trips. Thank you. Good morning, church. I'm Ellen Benjamin, and I had the great privilege to be led by the Spirit to travel to Bow in 2008. My assignment when I went in 2008 was in-country, was to tutor students in math and work with girls in sewing, and except for the travel to the compound, we never left the United Methodist Church area. In 2023, I traveled with a remarkable team from this church to Bow. This trip was decidedly different than 15 years before. During this trip, we were in villages and we were among the people. The conditions in which the people live are really devastating compared to our first world standards. Sierra Leone's land is stunningly beautiful, but its land is literally nothing compared to the people. The English language is not developed enough to talk about the joy of Sierra Leonean people. While it is one of the poorest countries on planet Earth, it is the people are not poor in spirit at all. James 2.5 says, Listen, my dear brothers, has not God chosen those who are poor in the eyes of the world to be rich in faith and to inherit the kingdom of those he's promised to love him. I've had the privilege that few people have ever had in a third world country. I've witnessed over time what a church working together can do to change lives. There's now more clean water. There are now more healthy babies being born. More women survive childbirth. More children grow into adulthood. There is less disease. We are coming alongside the people of Sierra Leone to listen and to learn. By the grace of God and the incredible people of Sierra Leone, we are helping bring our brothers and sisters in Christ a chance. We are working together with helping children worldwide as a vehicle to help people who live geographically far away from us. Our trip was a relational trip. We were sent there to love discover, rejoice, support, and continue to support people that love us in return. Helping Children Worldwide is a platform by which we can work here in Virginia and continue to love and support people that are a world away. Thank you. Good morning, church family. My name is Tammy Rush, and I'm a registered nurse. I wanted to go on the Bo Sierra Leone trip since I, my family joined Ebenezer in 2011. 
When the opportunity came up, I jumped on it. I spent a lot of time prior to and during the trip questioning how God would use me because I was the only nurse going. During the second week, I was called to Mercy Hospital for a C-section birth. I was so excited. I've been talking about it for two weeks. I met the parents-to-be and made sure they were okay with me being there. When the doctor handed me the baby, he was gray, limp, and not breathing. I used everything in my nursing knowledge to get him to breathe. Resources in Sierra Leone are not what we're used to here in the United States. When a nurse handed me a bulb suction syringe, that, and with a few extra back blows, he finally began to breathe. He pinked right up and started to cry. It was music to my ears. I've been all over this world and met many people of different cultures. What strikes me the most is people are happy. They don't know what they don't have, but they're so very happy. I think I was able to go on this mission trip to help people understand that no matter what their circumstances, what our circumstances, happiness is relative. God wants to be in our hearts, and God is our happiness. And I'm able to eat rice again. Thank you. Good morning, Ebenezer. My name is Lisa Frabel, and I did not travel out of the United States on a mission trip. I am the lead volunteer for the Fourth Saturday Meals Program, which is a part of the Community Meals Program offered through Micah Ministries in Fredericksburg. We cook and serve a meal once a month, available to anyone, but mostly for our unhoused neighbors in Fredericksburg. I've been volunteering with the Fourth Saturday Meals since 2016, The first time I came, I just wanted to see what it was all about, and I enjoyed it so much, I have volunteered ever since. There have always been wonderful people to work with over the years, and I have discovered a special gift in sharing a meal with those that God brings to our table. Jesus taught us well, for he knew the joy that comes when you share a meal with someone. When COVID hit in 2020, we stopped serving meals for a few months. When Micah contacted Ebenezer with an alternative plan for providing meals, Our missions director at that time, Tina DeBosier, asked me to step into a leadership role. I felt totally inadequate to assume such a role, but I felt God calling me to step up and that he would guide me. He has definitely been by my side the whole time and helped my faith to grow. He has given me new eyes, for I truly see the face of Jesus in every person who receives a meal. As in today's scripture from Matthew, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you? Or thirsty and give you something to drink? Jesus replied, truly, I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. I consider it a privilege to be able to partner with Ebenezer to provide meals for these brothers and sisters and look forward to serving every fourth Saturday. God has brought me out of my comfort zone in a variety of ways, but he has taught me to trust him and rely on him, and he has used me in ways I never would have done on my own. And I have been blessed by the caring relationships I have formed with other volunteers. This mission opportunity has been truly transformational. Thank you for letting me share my story. Good morning, Ebenezer Church. 
I'm Amy Miller, and I'm the Director of Missions and Outreach here at Ebenezer, and we have had some amazing mission trips this year that you all have supported and made possible. And of course, all of our local missions have come fully back online after some bumps in the road with COVID. I can't name for you today all of our local mission partners, but I do hope that you are inspired by the stories that you heard from these amazing people. I had the privilege of being one of the team leaders in Sierra Leone, and I was able to travel with Chrissy Richardson to the IMR camp in Guatemala this year. And God is indeed working through all of you. Many of you are involved in missions here at Ebenezer. You are the unsung heroes of this work. From our sewing ministry to the woodcutting ministry, all the homeless shelter meals that Lisa highlighted, our community meals for seniors, the Brisbane shelter, the cold weather shelter. Like I said, I cannot name them all. But they all have an impact on our community. In all walks of life and in all stages, we can be missional. By praying, by giving, and of course, by serving. I encourage those that are able to look at the list of opportunities and try some things out. But then pick where you feel you have a passion and make it a habit. Today is meant to inspire that mustard seed of faith and see what God will do with it. Each of the missions that we highlighted here today was special because it took ordinary people doing ordinary things. And it touched the life of someone else in an extraordinary way to let them know that God cares and that we care and that Ebenezer cares. Please feel free to meet us out in the narthex to ask us questions about any of the international missions that we took in 2023 and about any local missions that you're interested in or you'd like us to look into. We want to be the hands and feet of Jesus, and I hope he speaks to you and that you are open to take that next step. I wanted to share something that I read the other day in an email from United Methodist Global Ministries, written by a missionary named Helen Roberts Evans, and it really spoke to me. So I adapted it for our own global and local missions, and I think my team members will share this sentiment, and I don't think Ms. Evans will mind. In fact, I'm sure she'd love for me to share it. First is a scripture verse from 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 2 and 3. You yourselves are the letter we have, written on our hearts for everyone to know and to read. It's clear that Christ himself wrote this letter and sent it by us. It is written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, and not on stone tablets, but on human hearts. Helen then wrote, and I adapted, Just as the Spirit of the living God worked through Paul and Timothy to write a letter on the hearts of the believers in Corinth, the Spirit of the living God used these people and yourselves to write a letter on the hearts of the people in Sierra Leone, in Guatemala, in Costa Rica, and here in Stafford. Every encounter I have with another person is an opportunity for Christ to work through me to write a letter on that person's heart. I pray that I will always allow the spirit of the living God to use me to write letters of love in the lives of others, and I hope you will too. Thank you. We pray that you've been inspired today, that stories from... Uh, from the congregation, stories of people from teenagers all the way up talking about serving in missions will be a way to encourage 
each of us to put our faith into action and respond to someone who is in need with compassion and action. This is what Christ calls us to do.